BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Monday, everyone. I am coming at you live from the great outdoors. If you're watching on YouTube, I'll explain in a minute. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm good. I'm a little warm, if oh. I may say. How are you doing there? Let me tell you, not only is it 25 motherfucking degrees in New York, our studio has no heat. I don't know why. I'm on it. Hopefully it'll be fixed. But when I tell you, I'm basically podcasting outside today. It is one degree in here. I'm wearing a beanie that you can buy at toastmerch.com that says not like other girls. I'm wrapped in a gorgeous blanket that you can also buy at toastmerch.com. My winter coat and honestly, thank God for Toast Merch because I was not prepared for this. Yeah. Well, you look cute and you look like you're out in the field covering I look like a sideline a reporter. Storm. Don't take risks on treacherous roads. Don't swim in the sea. Don't swim in the sea. Don't. Such good advice. So I do usually get like worked up when we podcast and I pretty much end the podcast with oh, like nine times out of 10 with a little under boob sweat. So I'm hoping like just getting really into my favorite podcast with my favorite co-host, like hopefully that will bring out, you know, some body heat. Who, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope so too, for your sake, because I mean, would you rather be cold or hot? It's the age old question. It's the age old question. I would rather be cold. Yeah. So I, I, I just, why do I have to be either? Like, why can't I just be comfortable? <laughs> yeah. But you look cozy. Yeah. I want to apologize to the podcasters. I'm wearing my big puffer and like, I don't know if it's going to make like an annoying sound. Like when I move, you know what I mean? Like I'll parachute try not to move. sound? Yeah. Like the kid who wore a parachute pants to school one day and he just makes so much noise. <laughs> who? You ever, like there's always someone in parachute pants who's walking like. <laughs> Is that a thing? Yeah, or if you had one pair of parachute pants and you wear them one day and then you never want to wear them again. I was more of a gaucho girl, um, and also we had to wear skirts to school, so. Not our whole life. No, not our whole life. That's how Wait. you're supposed to supposed feel, to your, feel whole your whole life. life. That's like such a niche movie reference like that our family's obsessed with that literally I don't know if anyone knows what it's from. That's the way you should feel your whole life. <laughs> it's from. Um, Wait, no, no, don't say, don't say. I will seriously Venmo $10 to the first person who comments on YouTube what movie that's from. Put your Venmo username. I'll send you a Venmo. Like, I'll be, I'll be shocked. The only reason why they might know is we might have said it before oh. and cited it. We got to get more stories. <laughs> 
I know. Well, no, it's just, we have so many. Oh. We just go through them all. We do so many Here's episodes. A story. Here's a story. I had this conversation with Mario that I thought would be a really interesting podcast conversation. And I want to know if you feel the same. You know how everyone like is talking about like icks like that you get from people that you date. Mm-hmm. And everyone, of course, has their own icks that are tailored to like who they are as a person. But are there like general icks that like we all agree on? Yeah. Okay. Is this one of them or am I unique in this experience? Like, let's say I was dating someone or I was like really into them and I either saw or I pictured them in my mind, like waiting in a line. That's a you ick. It's not a general ick. Nobody else finds that icky. No, other people find it icky, but it's not everybody finds it icky. Mm. I thought it was. You know, like everybody finds icky, like the salad dressing in the corner. In the corner. That sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, okay. some people like don't have line issues like we do. Oh my God. Like the thought of somebody, even like the hottest man, like even John Mayer waiting in a line, like seriously, like vomit. Kick it up a notch with a backpack on. <laughs> Wait. And that backpack has like, um, like, like a brown paper bag full of food and he's gonna like sit down and open up the brown paper bag like for me seeing anybody eat food that's like to go or like in a in a bag like that like for me like you're never less attractive than when you're eating food out of like a paper bag oh that's not an issue for me I think a paper bag is cute it's like so homemade lunch like I always want to pack Zach a lunch in a paper bag I'm so glad you don't. So like, that it's, other women get the ick and they don't talk to him. Ladies, if you're worried about your man straying from you, pack him a nice homemade lunch. So we'll be like, oh, my wife is so nice. She makes me such nice lunch. But then put it in a paper bag so he repels everyone. And weigh his backpack down with bricks. <laughs> so he's like walking around hunched like over. big backpack like knocking into people. Like, and he looks like the kind of man who like can't handle a lot of baggage, you know, literally. my husband has recently become a backpack user um, and it's actually a very nice backpack. And, you know, Sierra, the singer and Russell Wilson, they have a, a backpack line and he happens to have a backpack from there. I don't know. Um, and like, I think that like adults wearing backpacks with exception, but like in general is just like not the vibe. However, I'm just glad Ben is using a backpack. Like he used to walk around with like literally like a Morton Williams plastic grocery bag with yeah. like his charger, his computer and like some papers that he needs. And now he has a backpack, but more, more backpack, more problems because now Ben's backpack is a full blown pharmacy. Like I clean it out once a month and I pull out like bottles of magnesium, zinc, Advil, Sudafed. Like he's keeping huge, his immunity up. Huge bottles. I'm like, why don't you just leave the bottles in the medicine cabinet and then take them in the morning like get him a little pill Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday thing and then you clean out his thing once a week so more jobs for me more yeah because it's you they're bothering you this things he didn't come to you and say wife my dear my backpack is so heavy with all my magnesium do you have a solution he's like why is my bag so heavy I'm like you're literally carrying 45 bottles of Zyrtec like unnecessarily you take one Zyrtec a day yeah, my husband actually wears a backpack all the time. Like he's like when we go, when we travel, he wears a backpack. When he goes into travel, office, he wears a backpack. Travel is an exception. Um, but he has like nice. He has a nice backpack, and also like he's very like his backpack like slides onto his onto his suitcase. It's like yeah, it's all work. So it's very um, mature. It's yeah. I'm not gonna tinker. No, don't tinker, Taylor. Soldier spy. Tinker Taylor. <laughs> tinker Taylor. Um, speaking of Taylor, 
Speaking of Taylor, we're going to speak about Taylor. Oh, not that Taylor. Oh. Are there other Taylors? The Taylors. The Taylor. There's two other Taylors. I went to the Taylors apartment yesterday. Taylor's Trekker and Taylor Donahue because they they were like, oh, we were supposed to hang. They're like, we can't. Like, we have all this family coming. We need to, like, set up our Christmas decorations. I was like, I'll be there. And we had, like, a nice little Christmassy afternoon. I, like, hugged my first stocking. We wrapped garland. It was, like, really cute. Like, totally made me want to convert. Um, and then they they are doing this thing for the month of December. They have this huge chalkboard that they wrote out, like, 25, maybe 50 Christmas movies. And they're going to try and watch all of them. And so when I saw they posted it, I texted Taylor Donahue. I was like, do you know that I've actually never seen Love Actually? And she was like, what? I was like, I know. It's just, like, something I missed, you know? Um... So she was like, okay, we'll watch it and set up Christmas decorations. So that's what I did yesterday. We had such a nice time. And I watched Love Actually. And I actually have really unpopular thoughts. Um, What a bad movie. Like in a good way, obviously. Like I did not enjoy it. But I can't believe it became this like hallmark. This like, uh, you. it's like a iconic Christmas movie when like it sucks. What was bad about it? First of all, it's one of those movies where it's like you meet like 15 different couples and like then you figure out at the end like how they're all connected. Uh, Mind you, like four of them were not connected. So I don't know why we were learning about them. The scene that like everyone knows that like I've heard about is like, you know, someone showing up to the door with signs and it's like that's like the worst part. That storyline's the worst storyline. Okay, that storyline makes no motherfucking sense. They never finished. They never wrapped it up Two, It was not iconic at all. That guy was like creepy as fuck like and rude. Also, the movie was like obsessed with fat people like there was like a million fat jokes and they were making fun of this like character's thighs like she was so skinny like I was shook like it was so weird weirdly fat phobic like it added nothing to the storyline like I'm like why are we making these jokes it was not funny Mm. and overall like not good but like I loved it you know what I mean the little kid singing all I want for Christmas okay I had a problem with that what he wasn't good enough it should have been you well it was a girl singing first of all and oh, and she and loved Joanna. the boy. She loved the little boy. No, the boy loved her. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I haven't seen him in so, a while. <laughs> so Joanna, the girl who sang "All I Want for Christmas," not good. Like extremely pitchy. Uh, not and all the parents were. It was like this, supposed to be this moment. It's like wow, the girl can really sing. She stunk. <laughs> she stunk. Um, Liam Neeson was a terrible stepfather, letting his kid run through the airport, getting chased down by TSA, and. There was like a 9-11 component to the film that I didn't understand either. What was that? I haven't seen it in a while, so it's bits and pieces. Like, the beginning of the movie was like, they mentioned 9-11 and about how like if you ever want to actually see love, go to Heathrow Airport when like people are getting off the plane and like meeting with their loved ones. And then the movie ends with like people getting off the plane meeting their loved ones. Um, and I just didn't know why they brought 9-11 into it. And also it was in Heathrow. What did they say about 9-11? When the Twin Towers came down, something. It was like the monologue at the beginning. I was really thrown off. I wasn't expecting a 9-11 moment. Huh. It was bizarre. And that's not to say I didn't like it or enjoy it, but I happen to like bad movies. So it's it's a bad movie. Yeah, I mean, mostly Christmas movies are not winning Oscars. No, but the way people talk about love actually, like... Yeah, and then there's the Pierce Morgan storyline. You know, his body double. What's that guy's name? He lives on the lake. The guy who lived on the lake. Oh, Colin Firth. Um, to me, he, here's Morgan. Yeah. That was so cute when he married the girlfriend. And honestly, the movie was very funny. Like, there was moments I was cackling. Like, very funny. Um, yeah. But 
made no sense. Like at the end. Okay. So like, this is what I, and Taylor Donnie, who was like, I love this movie, but like, there's so many plot holes. And like, if you go online, there's like listicles of like pointing out all the plot holes in love actually. But riddle me this. Cause it goes, it's the movie takes course over like five weeks. So, you know, when it's the same day, like between couples. So it's like Colin Firth decides in the evening to go fly to Portugal to go save that girl, not save, to go marry that girl. And in the same time that it takes him to fly to Portugal, Liam Neeson and his kid make it to the airport. But wait, he leaves for the airport the same time as Joanna and her family. And Liam Neeson knows a shortcut to the airport. But Liam Neeson and his son only make it for final boarding. And Joanna's been there already. But they left at the same fucking time. How do you know they left at the same time? Because they saw their car drive away and then drove. They were like, let's get in the car. I know a shortcut. Then all this time, uh, it's what, been like an hour, two hours? Colin Firth made it to Portugal and got in the cab. I I don't think London and Portugal are so far away. Let me look at a map. Maybe for private. Delays. No, I saw him go into the commercial terminal. Maybe it flew private. There's just a lot of plot holes. That's not to say it's not a good movie. It was good, but like it was very bad. And I think we should, you know, acknowledge that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like a, a Christmas movie. Like, and it's, it's just, as long as you laughed, you smiled, like you said it's good. Like that's all you need from your Christmas movies. Like how much, how much way, do you love to make fun of Christmas? Like every no, Hallmark movie we watch, we sit there making fun and it's a great time. But the way people talk about this film, like with such reverence, I was just expecting more. Well, that's what happens when you watch a movie 20 years too late and you missed the zeitgeist. That's, that's with everything. So like, true. When we watch First Wives Club and we're like, what's this? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. so true. I definitely like missed it because it's not a part of my holiday nostalgia. So I don't have like a special place for it in my heart. Although it was truly star studded. Oh, another plot hole. Like the fuck happened with Professor Snape and his wife? Like. We know he was acting out, buying his assistant jewelry because she was extremely provocative. Um, the wife found the necklace, confronted him about it. Then what? Open to interpretation. Did I'm you just... watch that new movie with the Taylors? I saw they watched it, Spirited. Uh, so I had to leave because I had a dinner last night, but I, they were like putting it on as I was leaving and I really wanted to watch it with them. It's a uh, Ryan Reynolds, Will Ferrell. Yeah, and it's a new Christmas movie. It looks really good. I've heard it's really good. I think that it's something that could potentially unite peoples this holiday season. Add it to your list with crawdads. Add it to your list with crawdads. Yes, I agree. (laughs) And Um, Murder on the Orient. And Death on the Nile. If you're in Agatha Christie mode. Even though we added crawdads to our list of like good movies to watch with family, it is worth mentioning there are like two sex scenes, maybe three. Do we see parts? We see stuff. We see not parts, but like stuff. I think it's fine. Everything has sex scenes these days. Like literally. I know. It's what are families supposed to get together and watch? Coco Melon? I don't know. I'm just soon Coco Melon's gonna be having sex. No, I know. Like oh, JJ. Also, <laughs> like who? JJ is the main character. He's going to be like. Oh, and Coco. You know, I've actually never seen Coco Melon. I'm unfamiliar with Coco and her. Count your blessings. I know. We have a great show because it's Monday and that means we have a bit of TV recap because Jackie watched a new episode of Yellowstone and I watched a new episode of White Lotus and I'm all caught up on White Lotus. So we will discuss 
in the TV recap, but not before delivering five amazing life-changing stories. You know, I actually sent you a couple stories. Did you look I have them? them, but there was a surplus today of stories, so that's really exciting. They are probably In the words of Liz Lemon, when it rains, it pours. In the words of Luke Holmes, probably four out of five are of equal importance, so the order is not in any particular order. Thank you for mentioning that. That's that's really good to know. Because I don't want anyone to think like, oh, I think this is more important. Like number one and number four could be interchangeable, really. And that rarely I, happens. I do want to mention just one more time that this glorious blanket that's keeping me warm and the beanie on my head are both available at toastmerch.com. If you don't know what to get for the toaster in your life for this holiday season, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, make sure to head to toastmerch.com. A lot of our holiday merch is gone. I know the PJO slippers are gone. I believe both Toasty Crew necks are gone. But there's still some sickening items. Still some sickening items, blankets, mugs, ornaments, pajamas. I was living in my pajamas this weekend. They're so delicious and delightful. Truckers for Toast merch are here. Did you hear? Truckers for Toasty pajamas. They said, girls, we can't drive in anything else. These are the best. And we'll wear the black ones in the winter and the cream ones in the spring, summer, spring, summer joggers because that's how amazing and comfortable they are. 100%. Don't take our word for it. Take the truckers. Right. If you can't believe us, believe the truckers because honestly, nobody is keeping this country together. Nobody is doing more for the country. Nobody's doing more for the country than the truckers. Literally. 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 Oh, by the Mm. way, I made engagement chicken on Friday night. I know we were talking about it on the toast and I said I would make it. And And any luck? So she's engaged. It was so good. I've never made a whole chicken before. But I think the best thing about it, one, it's a really easy prep and thing to make. Like you just slice onions. You don't even have to peel and chop the garlic. You just stuff them in and you just put it all in the oven. It's really kind of idiot proof. The hardest thing that I found was touching a whole ass chicken raw. Never did it before. I didn't expect that I was going to be so squeamish. And the organs are in the inside, right? Yeah. You got to like take out the gizzards. It was... It was blizzard in my ride. I really did not see that. I don't think I'm like, you know, so precious like that. And I was not okay. Like the fucking pause. It was, if anything was ever going to like make me be one of these people that's like, I can't eat a living life. Oh, yeah. Manhandling a raw chicken was wild. But once it came. Do they not sell the chickens de-gutted? I'm sure if you go to a butcher, but I didn't get it from a butcher. I got it from a supermarket. They have a kosher? Yeah, like Empire does prepackaged. Oh, I guess you're right. They do. So um, it, the chicken was amazing. It was perfectly cooked. Like the timing was perfection. It was juicy, moist, everything. Like I really think that it's the thing to give that you're the man in your life or the woman the push that they need to pop the question. No, that's everything. Like – the way I crave homemade meals, but like, w- like will not do anything about it. Like my kitchen has actually never been more barren. During COVID, I went through like a phase where I made like schnitzel once and like a taco, and I'm back to square one. Like, and I have no interest. I need to get. I need to get a chef. I you have answer- a chef. Your husband. I know. I just don't let him cook. He makes such a big mess and he never cleans. And even when he does clean and in his mind, he's done like a really thorough job. Like the entire kitchen is just covered in a layer of grease. Yeah. I mean, I can't feel sorry for you. You have a live-in chef, your husband, if you want homemade food. He loves to cook. You like don't let him. I don't. Um, It couldn't be 
it couldn't be more gorgeous for you. Actually, Zach and I went on a date night Saturday night and we went out to a restaurant and the food, it was really nice. Like we wound up having a really good time, but I was thinking about like what my dream date night would be since nobody asked and it just nobody. a date night was sprung upon me. And right. I was like, okay, if someone actually wanted to like gift me a gorgeous date night that like I'm interested in, this is my dream date night at this stage in my life. Ladies, okay. mamas, let me know if you feel me. Redheads too. Zach cooks dinner for me, like a good, like, just like how I cook for him, like a perfect meal from the cookbook. Does that cook? No. However, he can't take too much time so that he's, like, not available to help me with Harry, and he can't make a mess either. Yeah. Or, alternatively, he could hire a chef to come to the house, but then, like, I don't even want to know that the chef was there. You know what I mean? I just want, like, a perfect home-cooked meal that we get to enjoy at our kitchen table together. Then we go to bed we each read our separate books. I would say every 30 minutes to an hour, we share with you each other love? what we share with each other what we've read, what we've okay. learned and how we're feeling about the book that uh-huh. we've read. Go back, read some more, share some more. Then from there, camera's out. Your <laughs> muffs on. Wait, that sounds nice except like when I'm reading, don't fucking talk to me and I don't care what the fuck about like you're reading, you know? What if someone was reading something interesting and they were hitting with some facts? Then I would need also, to read it myself if I way, found it interesting. It's also, well, one, I like talking about what I'm reading, but two, I want to make sure that Zach's doing his reading. So I'm like, you of have course, to check you're a teacher. In. You have you're to check literally in with a teacher. <laughs> Wait, speaking of dating, do you want to hear the funniest thing? Yeah. I turned on my like iPhone 4 this weekend because I wanted to find footage. Remember when we went to the 1989 tour, which was in like 2015? Yes. Everyone on TikTok is like sharing like, here's where I sat for X tour. So I wanted to participate and I could not find, like I had to go back to like my college phone. I guess I forgot. I was still in college when we went to 1989. So I turned on this like crusty old iPhone. I found what I was looking for. I'm I shocked it great, turned on. I know. I found some great like old family photos and videos. So it was nice. And then I went into my text messages and I started reading my text messages with Ben. And the way I should not be married right now, like I was such a cunt and I really don't use that word like I was such a fucking bitch I don't know why on God's green dally earth Ben stuck with me and because of course I'm lovely now and I've matured but I was like 1920 I had a boyfriend I thought like nothing and no one could fucking touch me bitch oh and I had like started to get like a modicum of fame I was out of fucking control Oh my God. These texts, like I could not have been ruder, more dismissive. I didn't even want to show Ben because I didn't want him to like think like, yeah, why did I marry that slut? Yeah, and be like all these years, like he thought that he was overreacting. No, and I was like, I can't validate his feelings. I was shocked. Like I was such a bitch and like all we did was fight. What? Like give me an example. I can't. Of your bitchiness. Okay, so like Ben had sent me something or maybe called me and I was in class. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay. It was really mean. So I was in school and Ben had graduated and was working and he sent me a text that like his boss at the time who was like really mean to him like finally complimented him on something. So I didn't respond. I was in a three-hour lecture. And then after the lecture, I was like, hey, sorry, just got out of class. He was like, did you see my text? And I'm like, yeah, I did. Sorry, I was in a three-hour lecture and I didn't have time to respond that your asshole boss was nice to you for once. Like, so rude. Like, for what? No, like, for what? Nobody. Nobody. Claudia. 
like so rude I actually it made me feel really bad like I know that I was like a really like I was like a nightmare when I was like a teenager and like in my late teens early 20s like we know that um but to see it like in front of me like made me actually really sad so I was really nice to Ben yesterday oh and had it but I just want to I haven't I haven't been like that like I'm 28 I haven't been like that for like six years but like in we've been together for 10 so like in those first couple of years when like it was my first boyfriend and I like thought I was such hot shit Mm -hmm. it was like I got a boyfriend and I had to make it everyone's problem mostly Ben's mostly Ben's yeah that's funny it was like it was actually like a really hard thing for me to like look at that's but that's that's good of you yeah no it's called growth girly it's called introspection introspection and now i'm just like so you want to hear about with growth me. i had a moment like that this morning totally dissimilar but someone commented on the redhead saying i listened to the first episode of the redheads i just listened to it and jackie said her favorite book genre is rom-coms oh lol oh. Isn't that funny? But, I've been like reading for like four months when we started and now like that's probably that's one how of everyone my gets favorites. into reading. Yeah, it is. It is the gateway drug. I'm still uh, high on the gateway drug. I started The Idea of You, that book you recommended based on like Harry Styles fan fiction. And it's cute. It's fun, fresh, fun. And it's yeah, it's like so you. It's like so delusional. So me. No, but like Harry Styles, rom, spicy. Oh, not, not that spicy. Maybe not yet. No, I'm like 40% in. No, but don't they have to like. No, they've already started. Oh, they've already started. They've been together. They start like right at the beginning, which I liked. Oh, cute. Yeah, like they don't make you wait like for the characters to fall in love. Like, no, they're together. Yeah, that's like with enemies to lovers books. It's like 80% till anything interesting. Enemies to lovers is like is an amazing trope. But the fact that, like, in a movie or in a TV show, like, they don't fall in love till, like, 80% in. It's so annoying. Or they don't even, like, acknowledge your feelings until, like, 80% in. Yeah. I what's your favorite trope? What's my favorite um, rom-com trope? Yeah. Not enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, unlikely pairings. Mm-hmm. You know? Because that's, like, yeah. it happened one summer. Like, they were just so so unlikely. Yeah, my favorite trope, I think, is um, like every summer after love and other words, like childhood lovers who like go through trauma and then reconnect. Yeah, that's sweet. And it's like nobody knows me better than my best friend from the lake for 12 summers, you know? Yeah. Yeah, true. Sound Um, off in the comments. What's your favorite rom-com trope? Yeah, um, enemies to lovers is a good one. Like mean man, sweet girl, that's a good one. What about... Mean girl, <laughs> sweet no. man. The story yeah. of Claudia Hodge. Ben, that's us, literally. <laughs> Don't send this episode to Ben. I won't, but someone will. Um. So, without further ado, do 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 do. Here are the fast stories. Are you? Oh, the Streisand brethren. Bruce was being so oh sweet this morning. Oh my god! I woke up two hours before my alarm because I had such a sad dream. I actually can't even talk about it. I woke up crying. I'm gonna cry again. Oh my God, don't do it. Don't share. Okay. I slept so deeply. It was one of those mornings where I, it took me like a minute to figure out what day it was. Um, so I actually slept way less because of my traumatizing dream. And I actually think the conversation we had last week about sleeping less, like I feel amazing. Interesting. 12 to 7. 12, that's late for you. What was keeping you up? I couldn't fall asleep. Oh my goodness, no way. 
No, but then I woke up at seven. I'm like, I got a blowout. I took my time. I watched White Lotus. Like I had so much time. I loved Where'd it. Where'd you get a blowout? In my living room. Nice. Yeah, it was nice. Gorgeous. You can't tell because I'm wearing a stupid fucking beanie and a jacket, and it was a big old waste of my time and money. But you know who you are today. She persisted. Beanie Feldstein. Who? I'm literally Beanie Feldstein. <laughs> Speaking of, did you see that the cast of Funny Girl is recording the original Broadway soundtrack, like for for like a record? Yeah, like is that big news? Don't yes, they do that stuff. No, no, only it's like one of the privileges you get as being like the first. It's the same as like you're only eligible for the Tony. You only did release they the record. record like, one with Beanie? Yes. Oh, okay, that's a big deal. No, it's like it's like really crazy. But of course, like we want to fucking listen to it, like bitch. And now will she be eligible for a Tony? I don't think so. Rats. I, I need someone to explain the eligibility when it comes to Tonys because I'm not 100% sure. But um, they're just like literally like rewriting history. They're like acting like Beanie never existed. They should call the show like Funny Girl 2 just so it's a new yeah. show. And Funny Leah Woman. Be Funny Woman. Woman of humor. Girl that is funny. Girl in which there is funny content. Laughter. <laughs> Laughter and hu the humorous girl. <laughs> Just so she could win a Tony. 100%. Um, well, did you do your little no, dance? No, no. I was oh. brutally rebuffed by your scary dream. So without further ado-do-do-do about the do-do-do-do brothers, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. Bing. Today's episode is sponsored by Manscaped. This holiday season, I'm giving thanks to my friends at Manscaped. I've always wanted to make sure that whatever I get my man is something he's actually going to use and their performance package 4.0 is absolutely giving me my money's worth. Ben loves so many of the products and his confidence has definitely shot up since he started using them for all of his grooming needs. Gift your man Manscaped this holiday season so his tree stands taller and if you know what I mean, help him join the 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and save 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com slash toast. So Manscaped is really, like Ben has never been one to invest in like personal like grooming or like skincare. He's just not into that. But I literally just got all the stuff for him from Manscaped, like the trimming, the performance package 4.0. He loves their underwear too. The leather case that comes with it for travel. Like it's really elevated, Ben. I feel like it makes him into like a mature adult man now. And he actually has been using the nose hair trimmer because he has like one nose hair that grows out of his nose. It like literally does not stop coming back. And it's like every six months, I'm like, you got to pull it out again. And I'm like, just use a nose hair trimmer. And he was a little, a little scared. It did sit in our cabinet for a few months before he used it. But now he's like totally addicted to it. And I love it, even though I have to pick up the beard trimmings. It's a job I'm happy to do. Hmm. So the Performance Package 4.0, um, inside you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all of the goodies. It is a, it is a cornucopia for his balls and his body. Gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become the family favorite. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash toast. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com slash toast. Get him the best gift of all for Manscaped. His balls will thank you. Today's episode is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Thank you, BetterHelp Online Therapy, for sponsoring today's episode. Unfortunately, life doesn't come with a user manual, so when it's not working for you, it's normal to feel stuck. Navigating any life's challenges can make you feel unsure, whether it's a career change, a new therapist, or becoming a parent. Therapists are trained to help you figure out what the cause of challenging emotions and learn productive coping skills, and that makes therapy the closest thing to a guided tour of the complex engine called you. 
As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists, available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist, and if things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be more simple. There's no waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. While there are so many benefits to traditional therapy, um, there are a lot of, par- lot of parts of it that can be uh, like very off-putting, I think, financially. It's a huge hurdle for a lot of people also um sitting in waiting rooms and just like the awkwardness of it all but taking it all online like better help has done is really really like removing some of those hurdles um so if you want to learn more and save 10 percent off your first month go to betterhelp.com slash toast that's better com slash t-o-a-s-t betterhelp.com slash toast better help is the world's largest therapy service join the three million people who have matched with professionally licensed and vetted therapists and it's 100% online, meaning you can communicate via video chat, phone, text, anything that you're comfortable with. And yeah, betterhelp.com slash toast. Love it. Thank you. You're welcome. Our first story, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde break up after newly, nearly two years together. The singer and his girlfriend, Olivia Wilde, have broken up after nearly two years of dating. Page six can confirm Sources first told People on Friday that they were taking a break from their relationship. The source told People, quote, he's still touring and is now going abroad. She is focusing on her kids and her work in L.A. It's a very amicable decision. The source insisted that the two are still very close, while another insider adds, right now they have different priorities that are keeping them apart. Um, so, like, this was so crazy. I First of all, I cannot believe it's been two years of this. Like, it feels like we just saw those pictures of them on the yacht together. No, it feels like this has been going on for a long time. And what's so weird is that like Harry did his residency in L.A. at the Forum and the last show um, was like a couple days ago and she was there with her daughter. Like it's very weird. Like it's so confusing, the timing. Um, I have a lot of thoughts. Like first of all, like I am happy this is over. Like I think like it just it was not the right relationship for Harry. I'm like happy for Olivia. Like that's really sick. Like it's literally the book that I'm reading. It's fan fiction. Like you can't make stuff up like this, you know, Mm -hmm. like the hottest, most eligible, eligible bachelor in the world wants you. And Olivia Wilde is gorgeous, but you know, she's older and she's a mom. Like you just don't think like that would happen. Like it's literally a fairy tale. I love it. I'm over it though. Like all the drama, I'm over it. And I don't really know how realistically like Harry does not stop working. And it was nice. He was in, you know, New York doing, a residency so he was there for a good amount of time he was in LA doing a residency he was there for a good amount of time both places that like she lives and works but like he's going abroad now to like his to Asia like and I don't know how it can realistically work with like a mom of two who has like a bustling career it's not feasible yeah I just feel like this whole announcement and like timing and split is so calculated in the sense of they can say it's because he's going abroad because it obviously isn't feasible for them to be together as much as they would want to be. But like, if they're so in love, they've been together for two years, they could hold out while he's working here and working there. And I feel like they kept the relationship on track until he was done in the US so that they could make it seem like they're breaking up because of his schedule. And I just don't think it's that at all. I feel like things like got really smelly a while ago. And like, I, mean, I feel like the to two deal, of them just like didn't want to like prove everyone right or like say that, you know, they shouldn't have been together on set of the movie. And and, and then the movie is still like in theaters. And yeah. so if there's, if they're breaking up and it's like, oh, they, you know, she, Flo was directing the movie for nothing. And I feel like they needed to stay together until this point. Like the movie is, went through its PR Done. cycle. They didn't want to have to answer questions on the 
you know, panels while they're answering a million other questions about all the other drama. And so I feel like they just like held on until they had a good enough reason they could blame it on scheduling issues like everyone else. No, that's a really good call. Because I think in order to deal with like the PR shithole, that the, the mess that they went through, like you have to be like so in love to not let it like affect. And I don't think that's what this relationship was. I think it was like a nice relationship, but I don't think it was like a forever relationship. I feel like for Olivia, she didn't want this messiness to cloud more than it already did her movie. Her and accomplishments. I feel, like, I feel like for Harry, like he doesn't want, you know, he's doing his biggest stint in the US to date. And like, where are the people because like Olivia's a US star, like we care the most probably about this relationship. Mm -hmm. And like, it would have been every night, every show. It's like people are, would be screaming about this or that. And it's like, I think both of them were like, let's just make it to this point and then do whatever we want. I agree. No, I think it was, it's like, it's amazing timing, whether it was scheduled or not, it's impeccable timing. I feel like it was scheduled and they, this was like the finish line for them. They've crossed it. But They've I, it. I can sm sniff this out because it's been smelly over there. No, I agree. I am like devastated that Harry's like still working. He absolutely needs to take a break. Like it's giving Ariana Grande. He looks so tired. Like he has to stop. And every time I go on Instagram and there's like another new poster, love on tour, like whatever it's called, Harry's house on his Instagram. I'm like, stop. Yeah. Stop. Well, I look forward to seeing who he dates next. I feel like it'll be. I, I feel like it'll be me. It could be. I feel like it'll be Snitch. I heard a rumor that like he was at Zero Bond and like she was there and they went through different entrances, but then like insiders inside said that they were seen canoodling. That's what I heard. Oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't see that. Oh, no, no, you wouldn't have. I just heard it. No. Yeah, no, I didn't hear it either. They were seen canoodling. I heard he was spotted at Nobu with, uh, curvy podcaster that's what I heard that's what I heard <laughs> that's funny I wasn't no I I agree like we were there's so much true. I wasn't there at Nobu oh I I feel like this is exciting for a lot of different reasons one because like I am over this saga but two like I'm genuinely like th like so excited to see who he dates next a lot of people were really looking into the fact that Kendall went to one of the final shows in LA at the Forum. She went with Kylie and Haley Bieber. She walked around with a bottle of 818. Wait, I'm like so behind on Kardashians, but I have one thing to say. Did you see the episode where Kendall went to Vegas? No. Well, she wanted to go with Kylie for the girls' trip. Yeah, and then Kylie didn't Kylie end up didn't coming. Go. Okay, yeah. So, so she went with like Justine and Haley, and they had to, they went to this day club. It was like an 818 appearance. She had to go, and she's literally having the worst time. And she's in her confessionals being like I just like don't like to do this like I have anxiety like I'm not really like I don't really like to party anymore like that people don't realize like I'm not I'm not like that at all like I don't really like to drink like except 818 uh -huh. it was so weird like I feel like it invalidated her entire brand in like 30 seconds I really felt like they should have cut it out that's she was basically like everyone everyone thinks this of me like they think so I'm like this party girl I'm this model I go to parties I want to drink I want to do this but like I actually hate it like I hate all of it and I was like what okay but I understand why you might think that, but there's a different, you can like be anti-partying, anti-club and like still like a nice drink. Like, and by the way, tequila is actually meant to be sipped, not taking shots. So like she can be home with a glass of tequila. And no, I do believe that it. is her vibe. You have to watch it. I will watch it. But like, just because you don't want to party doesn't mean that you don't it like It wasn't about, it was alcohol. like, she said she doesn't want to drink. I think like drink as an aggressive activity. 
I think that like what what she was saying could be the truth, and she could still love eight one eight. I just think it was definitely the wrong thing to say when you're yeah, like, the, out I, here promoting your there brand. There will be people who will just extrapolate. I don't like to drink, and it's like, well, then why'd you make right alcohol? I'm one of those people. Yeah, yeah, but I think there's like other forms of drinking, ways to drink. I agree. Ways in which to drink, things in which to sip. Yes, exactly. So I'll have to watch out. You know what's funny, actually? Because I saw, like, people were complaining, like, so many royal stories. And it's like, we go through seasons where we will talk about something so much. And then we haven't, like, we used to talk about the Kardashians every single day at certain points over the last five years. And, like, we haven't had a story about them in, like, almost a month, I think. We are, like, and not for any reason. Just, like, there hasn't been, like, huge major news. I feel like there something was. Something big. There was um nothing, like, big enough to be a story. Like, they're popping up here and there. But, like there was a time where every single day it was like new news and it's just funny how things come in waves. So no. Like, and also just like I the think queen part of just that, passed away. So like some of us are still grieving, but soon right. we will move on back to the Kardashians. Like I happen to think the Kardashians like are in a flop era right now. Like I have no desire to talk about them when it was like two months ago. Like I couldn't stop. Like I was oozing out of me. Like I just think they're going through like a, like a transitional period. But how long they, they they ebb and they flow. They'll they're back they on top. Always. They're, they're, they're no, fine. I think their flop era was Chris Humphreys. But uh, no, I think you, know, you have mo- they have multiple multiple flop, flop eras. eras. But also, like, what do you constitute an era then? Because if two months ago you were obsessed, and then it's just two months later and they're flopping, I think it's just like a lull. Like I don't think they're flopping. I just think they're like quiet. Maybe they're home and they're putting. I don't even their, think they're quiet. Really, what are they doing? Like other than going like to launching like, brand after brand like it's kind of like it's kind of like enough but in the last two months they it's not like they're launching brands like we were more obsessed when they let were me, launching brands we're obsessed let me, and then kim's um fund but that's like beat and it's just like it just feels like a lot. And then it's like when you watch a show it's like all they do is talk about the brands. It's like a shoot yeah, for you when well, I hate well, a shoot for skin. That's my issue a with the good show. American. Yeah, it just feels like it feels like we might have hit like a like a point of like enough with the promo. And like I'm not even bothered by promo. I'm not one of those people. No, but, like, it just needs lot. to be like good promo and you're giving us more than just a commercial. But that's my issue with the show. And I just feel like when I think about their content right now, like it's more I just feel like they're just living life right now and not breaking the internet every day. Like the wedding, yeah. the Positano was like crazy right you know I feel like Kim's yeah. like home with North making TikToks and I don't feel the need to like she is report on it every day yeah no 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 they're they're not doing anything that's worth reporting I agree yeah except they went to that con- the Harry Styles concert still like not a story but yes. cute not a story but but I would definitely be here for a Kendall and Harry reunion like I'm sorry some people are just it's like how it's it's like how the captain of the cheerleading squad is meant to date the quarterback Kendall Jenner is meant to date Harry Styles. Like, beauty sees beauty. You know what I mean? I agree. Like, if they got together forever, I would be thrilled. But based on what I know about them, just from their, what they put out, I feel like Agreed. they're too similar. Like, I feel like no. they could be each other. You know what I mean? Oh, like, no. I I could see them just, like, genuinely, like, not being compatible. Like, not getting along. Well, I could feel that, that way because they're too similar. Like, they're both just, like, so free-spirited. Go with the flow. Like, who's going to make the dinner, dinner reservation when both of them are so, okay, whatever. Well, they have a million people for that. Okay, but do you know what? Like, who's going to take the relationship to the next level? I don't think that they level? have similar personalities at all. That's just from 
the vibes they put forth, I feel like they do. They're both like so laid back, so chill, man. Like, okay, so who's going to ask the one out? By the way, I don't think Harry's like that. Like Kendall's definitely like free spirit, not like other girls. I'm a nerd, hyperbaric chamber. But I don't think Harry's like that. Okay. I think Harry's like cool as fuck. But what's his what's his personality like? I think he's probably like really funny. Um, like very like cool in charge alpha male. You think he's in charge? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. To date a woman like 20 years your senior, like you have to be like, no. you have to have it. It's like, infantilizing. He's like looking like he's a baby. No, 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 no. That's what I think. Because in, in this book that's literally about Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde, um, he's very much in charge. Mm. Charles So maybe I'm charge. seeing it through the perception of that. Okay. I, I mean, and that's... for those who don't know what I'm talking about, I'm reading a book that's literally fan fiction about like a 40 year old mom who gets like the Harry Styles of her generation, well, of her kids' generation to fall in love with her. Yes, yes. Okay, so I feel like that is definitely influencing this. But I, agree I don't with see you. the two of them as similar personalities. I feel like he is really funny. I just feel like they're, they're too similar. Well, they should date because they're perfect for one another. But opposites attract. Physically. For a reason. Physically. Yeah. Wow, and that was only our first story. Are you ready for our next story? Not if I don't freeze my tits off first. Oh, I'm yeah. not okay. How's it's it, getting colder in here. It's getting colder. It's not getting warmer. Do you warmer. agree? It's getting colder in here? Yeah, okay. It's getting okay. colder. Okay, we'll, we'll pick this up. Second story. Fun. Adele kicks off her Vegas residency. She says, thank you so yes. much for coming back to me. You guys, Adele has finally kicked off her Las Vegas residency after abruptly postponing it in January. On Friday night, the Grammy winner appeared on stage at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace, the real Caesars Palace, in front of a crowd of more than 4,000 people, including her son, Angelo, and her boyfriend, Rich Paul. She said, thank you so much for coming back to me. It looks just like I imagined it would. She sang pretty much all of the hits, and she even got a little romantic during the set embracing rich paul while singing while we when we were young and she goes through the audience for that song i'm sure everybody saw the videos if i saw them yeah everybody saw them <laughs> i've pretty much seen the entire show on tiktok like videos of every set every song every outfit even though i don't think she even changed outfits um and it looks magnificent i mean it looks like a really swanky evening like this gorgeous theater they have this really sickening led screen system it's like the whole stadium is one big screen it's very cool um but i am a hater to my core and i want to say one thing mm -hmm. it wasn't that crazy that they couldn't pull it off the first time i didn't see anything that i was like oh they needed more time uh there was rain water there was a piano with pyrotechnics like it was on fire there was a big confetti you know thing of roses disappearing um, there was a there was a big screen. I, 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 it was stunning. It really looked amazing. It didn't look like anything that they couldn't pull off the first time. I was like, oh, I can't wait to see this. There's going to be like an Olympic pool that opens up in the middle of the audience. Like there was also no. a, um, I forget how many, but I think 24 piece orchestra. It was really, it was, it was very elegant. I'm sure it was amazing, but nothing that couldn't have been done in January is what you're saying. The way that I see it is I feel like the original show actually wasn't going to have all of this, but she had to like add a bunch oh. of stuff so that now we'd be like, oh, well, of course it had to wait. How would we get the piano right. on fire without it? That's true. But I don't That's think there funny. was going to be a fiery piano before. No, it's the way I have like so many conspiracy theories about this like relatively innocuous event. Like, okay, she postponed some shows. Like, who cares? I'm like, I'm kept up at night. Like, I think there's, I feel like there's so much to this story. I can't explain it. 
Yeah, but I think that she's really redeemed herself. The crowd seemed to totally love. love. And I think the people who went night one were a lot of her really big fans who were going to the former night one. She will be doing this show until March 2023. Uh, and I feel like within that time, she will completely like win everyone over. Like if there's all this content coming out from every single show, like everything that happened earlier this year will just be a distant memory. And... I love that for her because she really is so talented. The show looks amazing. When I was watching When We Were Young, of course I had chills and like I literally of course wasn't even it's just like her in a dress walking around a theater. And when the no, lights are on in the theater song, and she's in the audience, it just like looks like like it's not even like a regular. That. It it just like looked like Adele's at a movie theater. Like it was crazy to see. No, but also there's something about that song that's like so powerful. Obsessed. Like I don't know if it's the I lyrics. It's it's a song that will like 10 out of 10 make me cry always like like some of the lines I'm so mad I'm getting old it makes me reckless like like so powerful like I just that song is amazing obsessed I actually was like then had to put it on after um like on repeat just to like get it out of my system I was singing to Harry we are having a great time thanks to Adele's weekend at the Coliseum no, it was really, it looked absolutely stunning. A little basic, but stunning. And then I sang it to Harry. And so then he actually had an Adele concert private in his room because we sound the same. Because it was like a redheaded queen walking down his aisle. And I said, everybody loves the things you do. From the way you talk to the way you move. That's tough. It's really low. Fucking low. Everybody here. From the way you move. <laughs> it's really hard. Everybody here is watching you. Cause you feel like home. You're like a dream come true. I think that's pretty. It's so painful for me. But if by chance you're here alone, can I have a moment? Before I go, cause I've been by myself all night long, hoping you're someone I used to know. You look like a movie, you sound like a song, my God this reminds me of when we were young. Let me photograph you in this light in case it is the last time that we might be exactly like we were before we realized we were sad of getting old and made us restless. Oh, I'm so mad I'm getting old. It makes me reckless. Like, I'm so, like, delusional. I'm like, that was literally like Adele. Like, how much different was it than Adele? Like, not that different. That was beautiful. Yeah, no, I, if I close my eyes, I'm at the Coliseum. I close my eyes and, and I, I can see Guange at the Coliseum. Oh, also, I actually took a screenshot of this because I went on my Spotify to play When We Were Young. So I pressed, I typed in When. And the most fire songs of all time start with when. Are you ready? Wait, let me think. Let me think. When. 
When I pray for you, Dan and Shay. No, that one didn't even come up, though. A fellow mm. fire song. When, I, when we were young, when I was your man, Bruno Mars, when it rains, mm, it pours, powerful. Luke Combs, when so I look good. at you, Miley Cyrus. Miley. It was just a wild ride. And then it turned into like the playlists and whatnot. But right, right. No, that's that's really uh, when is a so really st- powerful word. I agree. Okay, let's get to our next story. Is it the next story that's brought to you by Thuma? Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Thuma, Thuma, Thuma. Let me be your Thuma. Is it? Yep. Your bedroom deserves a refresh, and now is the perfect time to elevate the most important bed, the most important room, excuse me, in your home with Thuma. Introducing the Bed by Thuma. Handcrafted from eco-friendly, high-quality upcycled wood, you'll find beautiful, unique variations in the natural grain. The minimalist design featuring Japanese joinery helps elevate any space. It's super supportive for your mattress, it's breathable, and it's made to naturally minimize noise and create space. The perfect platform bed frame just got better as well, because you can now customize the bed by Thuma by choosing between the original pillow board or their new solid wood headboard. The fabric pillow board adds a nice softness and color to any space, while the headboard headboard offers solid, sleek support. The headboard attaches directly to the bed using Japanese joinery with no tools required. You can buy it on its own or as an upgrade or with the bed. Um, so you guys know, like, setting up furniture is the bane of my existence as a human being, and the bed by Thuma, like, really is that bitch. It comes in three boxes. I would say around five minutes, like no divorce contemplation necessary. It's really that easy. And it's a really great, sturdy, beautiful bed. Jackie has one in her guest room. And along with the bed, they offer other bedroom essentials at Thuma. They have like the the mattress, the nightstand, the side table. They are perfect complements to the bed. So create that feeling of checking into your favorite boutique hotel suite, but at home with the bed by Thuma. Now go to Thuma.co slash toast to receive a $25 credit towards your purchase. Your purchase of the bed and you get free shipping in the continental U.S. when you go to Thuma.co, Thuma.co slash toast, T-H-U-M-A dot C-O slash toast for that $25 credit. Gorgeous. Thank you. Yeah, do I come? What can I say except get Thuma? Love that. Okay, our next story. We don't have a whole AMA story, but the headline of the evening is that Kelly Rowland asked the 2022 AMA's crowd to chill out after Chris Brown won and booze were elicited from his win. That was a much this longer like, way of saying the headline. No, if you saw the clip, like it's literally like, it's so awkward. It's like major loser moment for Kelly Rowland. Yes. And I actually was just watching Kelly Rowland on the Today Show. And I was actually going to come on here and like I just wanted to talk about Kelly Rowland today before I saw this clip just to be like she was she was on the Today Show talking with Jenna Bush Hager because Destiny's Child performed at George Bush's inauguration and they like gave Kelly they gave Jenna Bush like a present and it, Jenna Bush was saying it was like one of her favorite memories from being in the White House and it, like Kelly Rowland was being so funny and she looked so beautiful and it was just like I forgot I forget about Kelly Rowland sometimes and I wanted to come on here and be like honestly Kelly Rowland is like that bitch but she really was acting like a big enormous loser at the AMAs and now we have to talk about that yes yeah, so last night at the AMAs uh Kelly Roland presented the favorite male R&B artist and Chris Brown won. Chris was not in attendance to accept his award. The crowd was cheering and booing and Kelly finished by saying, excuse me, chill out. I want to tell Chris, thank you so much for making great R&B music. And I want to tell him, thank you for being an incredible performer. I'll take this award, bring it to you. I love you. Congratulations. 
yikes. Like major, major yikes for Kelly Rowland. Um, I imagine they didn't have an easy time finding someone who wanted to give an award away to Chris Brown because I don't think the AMA awards are like a big secret. Like who wins? It's like predetermined, you know? It's not fan voting. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's not like Taylor won all the awards. Well, because she's Taylor, but also because she was there. It's like, you know, whoever goes wins, you know? Um, And it's clear that Kelly Rowland has some weird relationship with Chris Brown. And that's a weird flex on her. And honestly, I'm looking at Kelly Rowland a little differently this morning. Yeah. Just all, here's the thing. all around bizarre. Also, like, I thought, like, award shows don't give awards, like, to... or Yeah, like, why are we nominating Chris Brown? Right. Like, they don't typically not... They they editorialize the awards, like, based on everyone's uh, behavior. Yeah. No, this is definitely, like, a weird flex for everyone involved. Um, I didn't know that Chris Brown, like, got a... Like, I know that Chris Brown releases music, which, sure, go for it. I know that people still like his music and go to his concerts. Sure, I'm not going to stop anyone. But I do think it's weird to, like, embrace him like like he didn't literally beat the shit out of a woman. Mm. It's like, on, on the varying degrees of, like, scandals, like, Chris Brown's is the worst. Like, it's the worst. Domestic violence is not a fucking joke. Like, it's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird how, like, people, like forget but like they they don't like most most i'd say most people like don't forget like chris brown i think we collectively have all just been like leave us alone but like there are these weird moments where like kendall jenner was in his music video like it's so fucking weird yeah like what am i missing i don't know he did that no i don't know but like we must be missing something because he did that shit yeah he did that shit so it's like i saw the picture of rihanna like that's literally all and it wasn't even like like it was not that it would make a difference, but it wasn't even like it was somebody not famous. Like it's fucking Rihanna. We all know. Like it's so weird. Yeah. It, it's, it wasn't like alleged and someone said, right. like we saw, no. we know. It's Rihanna and there's a picture and a police report. Yeah. And I don't think that's something you do just one time. Yeah. It's a pattern. Mm-hmm. So I can't feel my fingertips, but fuck you, Chris Brown. Uh, so it was a big night for Taylor at the AMAs. Yeah. So obviously she won all the awards. Like, no offense. Who cares? Like, those awards are fraudulent. Like, I, like, whatever. It's like, she's the most awarded woman in AMA history. Like, who cares? Those are fake awards. But what I did think was really interesting is, like, you know when Taylor goes to an award show, she, like, has, like, a, a BFF, like, another a celeb. Sidekick. Like, sit with her. A sidekick. Like, hug her. And it was Sabrina Carpenter, which I love. I love Sabrina Carpenter. But like a few like award shows ago, it was Olivia Rodrigo. So like it's just weird. And there has been like a lot of stuff on TikTok, like conspiracy theories about Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift like having beef, which I just find interesting. Okay, I have a couple things to say. One, I think even if they had beef and they had a falling out, like I think it would be unbelievably of Taylor, unbelievably petty of Taylor to seek out Sabrina Carpenter and like make her her new pet. So I don't think that's what it is. I feel like it's more so Taylor being like, we can support all women. Like I don't have yes. to choose between Olivia Agreed. or Sabrina. We're all talented Agreed. women. We all love to sing. And yeah. I, I think can, we all sing. I can be friends with both of them. I think that's the larger message that she would want to share regardless of her current relationship status with Olivia Rodrigo. Like I don't think it's out of spite or anything. But I also think it's fucking weird that she keeps bringing, that she always has like a little pet at award shows. Like always someone there who she can hug who's like her flavor of the moment. Like I know that that was like a season that she was in a while ago, but like I can't believe she's like still doing Let that Let me tell shit. you, I don't think it's weird um, because – 
she refuses to bring her boyfriend out in public. Like, so she can't. Where's she Abigail? Like, when, Where's her mom? Like, she has so many friends. Yeah. And she has so many friends that, like, we know are her best friends. Like, Selena. Yeah. Bring Selena. And that's not, like, but it's yeah. always, like, just this, like, recycling thing of, like. I mean, so on the other side of her was that uh, that singer, Gail, who's opening up for her. A, B, C. And, like, honestly, like, that made me upset because, like, okay, so I go viral on TikTok and I can sit next to Taylor. Like, I was so upset. I, yeah, I guess the positive spin here is, like, it could be you one day. Put out. That's true. And that's true. we know she heard Toast by Claudia Ashray because she wrote Maroon. So. No, she, well, we know she at least heard 100%. Oh, sorry. 100% was the one. Uh, so, it's possible. Just, like, keep putting out it's fire music. Like, you could be opening up for Taylor. Yeah, I know that like a lot of times when Taylor goes to award shows, her like sidekick is Tree, her publicist, and ever all the fans know Tree. She's like this gorgeous redhead. Um, so I like when she does that because it feels genuine. I agree. Like this like rotating door of pop stars. It's like it's old. I agree. It's old. Yeah. And but I will say now a positive. Like I love the respect that Taylor has for redheads. I just feel like she's a redhead file. Yeah. And because some yeah. people are redhead phobic, they are. And I feel they like are. she respects redheads. I agree. I actually had a very Taylor-filled weekend. I watched um, Reputation again. I watched 1989 World Tour. Um, I actually took an edible, which, like, I never do. And I was up till 2 in the morning, like, sobbing watching 1989. It was really just, like, that was such a moment in time. It was. It's really probably one of the greatest pieces of, like, works ever created. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. I had a very Taylor weekend, too. But I've noticed that now when I listen to Midnight's, I started from Snow on the Beach. I don't fuck with whatever's above there. Oh, wow, that's so funny. I don't fuck with Snow on the Beach. I love it so much. I mean, it's not my favorite, but oh. I always start with it. And on my like songs, it's the last one that I like. So it's all, it's probably going to be my most played song of the album, even though it's not my favorite song. I'm just, I won't listen to Antihero, Lavender Haze, and Maroon because it reminds me too much of Wh Toast. Wait, those are like three of the best ones. I feel the Lavender Haze creeping up on me. Not enough to start so with it, you know, because the first one I need. A but by the way, box. I do think you actually probably would love Maroon. I don't know why you don't like that one. I know I like it, but like just the not enough to start with it. The my t-shirt when you splashed wine into me and how the blood rushed into my cheeks so scarlet it was Maroon. It's getting colder in here. I'm literally not. Okay, okay, let's move on. Good thing our next story is about Taylor because she put out a statement on Friday about the ticket oh, yeah. master disaster. Is that what they're calling it? Because they should be. I don't know. The ticket master ticket disaster. Disaster. Ticket master disaster. She said, well, it goes without saying that I'm extremely protective of my fans. We've been doing this for decades together. And over the years, I brought so many elements of my career in-house. I've done this specifically to improve the quality of my fans' experience by doing it myself with my team who care as much about my fans as I do. It's really difficult for me to trust an outside entity, but these relationships and loyalties are excruciating for me to just watch mistakes happen with no recourse. She said there was a multitude of reasons why people had such a hard time trying to get tickets and is trying to figure out how to improve the disastrous rollout moving forward. She said, I'm not going to make excuses for anyone because we asked them multiple times if they could handle this time of this type of demand and we were assured that they could she said it's truly amazing that 2.4 million people got tickets but it really pisses me off that a lot of them feel like they went through several bear attacks to get them she said she hopes to provide more opportunities to get together with her fans who weren't able to get tickets so I don't know if that like is code for like her maybe releasing more shows but I think the general message of this um statement was like not my fault like it's 100% on Ticketmaster and like general message is I'm pissed too 
I'm not yeah. sorry because I, I didn't do anything yeah. and I'm pissed right. and it was wrong and there was a bear. No, and I um I endorse that message. Like, don't apologize if it's not your fucking fault. And then also then reports came out that I think were probably directly from Taylor's um team that Taylor opted not to opt into dynamic pricing and Ticketmaster did it anyway. Damn. Um yeah. So cool for Taylor. Doesn't change things. You know, like annoying for Taylor. Um I don't know if she's gonna add more shows. Anyone wanting an update on my ticket situation, it has not changed. It probably won't change for quite a few months. By the way, I saw that actually the the rate at which you were able to get tickets for Taylor Swift Eras tour was actually more difficult than getting into Harvard percentage wise. Uh, 5% of applicants get into Harvard, 2% of ticket holders got tickets. Well, now I'm over two because I didn't get Eras tickets and I didn't get into Harvard. Yeah. But like you had tickets that you could have gotten through Snitch, like because she like got like, those floor yes, seats. Yes, in that moment, we could have gotten those expensive gotten into back of the floor seats. But I imagine if we had clicked them and, and gotten through, we wouldn't have even um, been able to process. Like that happened to everyone. I don't think we would have, like just because they were there doesn't even mean anything. They would have been in someone else's car too. Got it. Okay. So. So that's. Wh- I have no regrets. I tried my hardest. That's where we're at. I feel like she's saying that she'll add more shows, but they haven't been done yet. So she's not going to promise anything that she can't. Yeah. Guarantee. I mean, it's just so crazy. Like Taylor really is that bitch. Yeah. Are you ready for a fifth and final story? I'm voraciously hungry and which like never has really happened been to me on the show because I usually eat before, but mm-hmm. I didn't today. And like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. Do you eat before Do you think the, the microphone show? is picking up the never? No, like I don't always, but did I have an early Maybe dinner? Maybe sometimes I'll have like a fiber one bar. I had a light dinner because I had a big brunch. Mm, Just nice. fun fact about me. Fifth and final final? story, a little biz news that everyone's talking about. Bob Iger is returning as Disney CEO in shocking shakeup. What's old is new again at Disney. Bob Iger is officially back as CEO in a shocking turn of events. The media giant announced late Sunday that Iger will return to lead the company as its CEO, effective immediately. Iger replaced... Immediately! (laughs) All junior girls to the gymnasium, immediately! Thank you for understanding the trope. Bob Iger replaces Bob Chappick, who has stepped down from his position after less than three years on the job. Wow, it's already been three years since Bob Iger left. Since we've been talking about this. Iger spent more than four decades at Disney, including 15 years as CEO. And according to the company, he will serve as CEO for two years with a mandate from the board to set the strategic direction for renewed growth and to work closely with the board in developing a successor to lead the company at the completion of his term. If you look at the stock chart of Disney... It's definitely gone down. Since Bobby? Since this year. Oh, this is the year to date. Let's do five years. Let's look at it from five years. Oh, yeah. Peaked in June 2020 and then went down from there. And is that when he left? They said two years, right? Three. When did he leave? That's a good point. So, I mean... Uh, this is a story like that you know of course we normally wouldn't talk on but like something about Bob Iger like we're obsessed like Bob Iger has pizzazz he has charisma I'm sure there's like a story about him I don't want to know I think he is like if I had a company and they were like we could hire anyone to be the CEO like Bob Iger like I just I trust him and I feel like 
I don't know what's wrong with Disney. I didn't even know they were like in trouble or anything. But I did think it was weird when he stepped down because he was like this like really popular, like everyone was obsessed. Like I knew the CEO of Disney's name. Like it was so weird, but it was because Bob Iger like was that bitch, you know? Yeah, I agree. He's definitely one of the first businessmen that come to mind. And I don't know if Bob Iger's- Because he did a masterclass. That's why. I don't know if Bob Iger's daughters are toasters. We hope that they are. I hope so. Um, yeah, I feel like he's definitely also branded himself as America's businessman. But I also feel like it's not that hard to be the CEO of Disney and be successful at it. Like, it, it's literally so like true. big red. Like, I gave these shares to you on a platter. So fucking true. Like, everyone Except those loves shares were Disney. stolen, but yeah. But Disney's- Those what? The chairs were stolen. What are you talking about, chairs? Cheers. Big red. Bring it on. I'm still- big I feel red. like I okay, give so I many references on the show and and then I feel like you don't even realize what I'm talking about because that happened last week too with Mr. Hall misgeist yeah no like sometimes I you know people say I mumble but like you low-key mumble too I do mumble okay I feel like being the CEO of Disney is so easy it's all there on a platter just like big red gave her cheers to Torrance Though, okay, I thought you were saying chairs. The chairs were stolen. Were stolen from the clovers. I agree. Okay, I thought you were saying chairs, and I'm just like nodding because I'm like I'm freezing. I'm like I don't know what's going on. Like I can't fucking feel my toes. I'm like there's like a like an inch of skin beneath my pant, like between my shoe and my pant, and like seriously, I'm gonna have to go to the hospital. Yeah. Okay. I I'll I'll I do know that like I seriously mumble sometimes especially if not given the time to finish No, but that was thought. an amazing reference. Okay, thank you. And I just want to say, like, the larger point being, I think it's really easy to be the CEO of Disney unless you're Bob Chappick and you're fucking up left and right. But, like, literally so do nothing. True. Like, let the movies do their movies. Like, hire, like, keep rehiring the same people who did, like, Disney, Lin-Manuel, who did... Coco, uh, Frozen. Let it go, Frozen, Lin-Manuel, like, Keep doing like your it's thing. Working. It's working. Like those amusement parks run themselves. Like definitely get the pedophiles out of there because it's like that's where 100%. kids go. I think that would Stop probably the be the hardest part of working at Disney is like making sure to keep it a pedophile free zone. So if you're the CEO of Disney, are you also the CEO of like Hulu and shit? Disney owns ABC and Hulu. Yeah. Wait, like what's the parent company I of think Disney, it's ABC, Disney, Hulu? Disney. So that means like Hulu and ABC, ESPN, like they're under they your all jurisdiction. Fall under, yes. So like, yeah, it's going great. It's not a no. It's you have the Kardashians. It's a big job. You have Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football, Carrie Underwood. Oh, Sunday night. Oh, oh Sunday, Sunday night. night. You have Tell Me Lies. Like, fucking figure it out fucking figure it out bitch next you know you just need a morning show you know what else you have the mickey mouse clubhouse come inside it's fun inside and by the way if things aren't going well in the mickey mouse clubhouse i don't know just acquire miss get a mouse couture acquire miss rachel free idea oh, oh by the way do you know the miss rachel drama i heard she got hate and you know what she got a letter somebody wrote was Ms. it an rachel email or in the mail very email okay a very upsetting letter via email nobody knows what it was but miss rachel referenced that it happened and it was like very jarring for her in the community so everyone is just sending miss rachel love okay i just want to say miss rachel is never going to make it in this business <laughs> one one email? email girl have you read the have you read the reddit page about it welcome to the evil. internet um i just yeah, want to say rachel, honestly like you need a thicker skin one 
I'm sorry that Miss Rage got hate. Like, protect Miss Rage at all costs. Inexcusable. Inexcusable. But it makes me feel a little better because it's like even Miss Rage even gets Miss Rage. hate. So fucking like true. Like you could be literally not that I would wish hate. You could be literally perfect teaching children how to talk, just like the sweetest woman on the internet, and you're gonna get hate. So like, might as well do your thing on your podcast. So fucking true. I'm gonna do my thing. Um, I don't, yeah, I just wanted to make sure you were in the know with what Miss Rach was doing. But somebody should get their hands on Miss Rach. I, the second I, I was introduced to her content, I told Olivia, I'm like, somebody is missing out. Like, somebody needs to buy her outright. They need to license her brand. She should be doing songs. She that, should like, do she should release monthly an album. kits where you can subscribe and get her toys. And she plays with the toys on the show. It's like... She could have the next baby shark, like song wise. If she came up with one of her dumb songs, like kids would fucking eat that shit up. Mommy, put it on in the car. Mommy, mommy. Of course. Literally, there's, I feel like she's not doing enough. No, I agree. And so. And maybe, maybe Miss Rach isn't a capitalist. Maybe that's why her brand growth has been staggered. Maybe she's just like, you know, she's not in it for the money. But like if I was, if I had the, if I had the momentum Miss Rach had, like you'd better believe you'd find me raking it in. Sure, it's not even about the money. It's about the quality of the content. Like, I feel like it's like, you know, so nice. Miss Rach like, does it from her bedroom. But it's like, okay, now you're like a big channel with millions of viewers. Like, step it up. Yeah. And a big company can help you do that. So it's not just about the money. It's about the quality of content that she's giving to the campers. 100%. And the campers deserve the best. The best of the best. The creme de la creme. That means cream. Anyways, Disney, like, fucking figure it out. It really shouldn't be so hard. No, but congrats to Bob Iger. Like, I, don't, I think he was, you know... He stepped down before his time was up. Yeah, and a lot of people don't like retirement. So true. They retire be and they're like, <laughs> I like working. I don't want to sit around all day right. and just Tom like, Brady. Exactly. You know, uh, Logan Roy. Right. So right. I think that's what happened here. Um, and the other guy stunk it up. He stunk up the joint. Right. So those were the fast five. You definitely need to know every single one of them. But we're not done because we have some fabulous TV recap. Last night's new episode of Yellowstone and the White Lotus will be brought to you by Haya. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk that growing kids should never eat. So that's why Haya was created, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin. While most children's vitamins are filled with five grams of sugar and can contribute to a variety of health issues, Haya is made with zero sugar and zero gummy junk, yet it tastes great and is perfect for picky eaters. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern children's diets to provide the full-body nourishment that our kids need with a yummy taste that they love. Formulated with the help of nutritional experts, Haya is pressed with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables. Then it's supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals, including vitamin D, B12, C, zinc, folate, all the things Ben carries in his backpack. It's non-GMO, it's vegan, it's dairy-free, it's allergy-free, it's gelatin-free, it's nut-free, and it's everything else that you can imagine. And it is designed for kids of all ages. It's sent straight to your door so parents have one less thing to worry about. And one of our favorite things about Haya is like, obviously, it's a great vitamin but it's also like a little activity for the kid because the bottle is so cute and it comes with like stickers and like you could decorate the bottle Kaylor loves it so it's like you get five minutes of peace while the kid is playing with the bottle and the stickers and you're also supercharging your kid up with great vitamins and nutrients we have a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin receive 50% off your first order to claim the deal you have to go to HayaHealth.com slash toast it is not available on the regular website only at HayaHealth H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L th.com slash toast to get your kids the full body nourishment that they need to grow into healthy adults. Gorgeous. All right, what do you want to start with for TV recap? 
We could start with Yellowstone because I just have one episode and then you'll do. So if you want to do headphones off, I'm going to take my headphones off for yours because I'm going to watch Light Lotus. I just okay. did not get around to it this weekend. Headphones are off. Wave at me when you're when you're done. I'm going to be like warming up my ankles. Will do. Okay, last night's episode of Yellowstone was so good. I was enjoying myself a few times. And honestly, I, things got really high when they went to the bar in Bozeman. And then they got really low because Beth got arrested, which I feel like is a much bigger deal than we're realizing in this episode because, like, she has all this stuff going on with market equities. And you don't want your girl, like, having charges pressed against her. So while I was loving the bar content, like her and Rip dancing, I could watch a whole movie of them. Like Beth was just looking gorgeous. They were being just happy, which I think is an emotion that they both, you know, struggle to achieve given everything that they've been through. It was just like so beautiful. So of course things had to go wrong. Also them paying respect to like their fellow cowboys down the bar, like sending whiskey shots. Like I was just loving the cowboy of it all. And obviously like they're real cowboys, not like these other fake cowboys. Oh, so I want to know what a fake cowboy is like give me, give me the deets. Uh, other than that, things are heating up, you know, market equities versus Schwartz and Meyer. I'm going to be honest. I didn't understand a lot of that. I feel like I, re- I figured it out towards the end when I was going to sleep. I was like, okay, I need to try and understand what happened with Schwartz and Meyer. So Schwartz and Meyer was the company that Beth used to work for and the CEO of Schwartz and Meyer was the guy who played Summer Roberts's dad from the OC and like at first they were boys and Beth was like doing amazing work for him buying up all this ranch land in Montana she was like pretty much building you know a border around her dad's land but then Summer Roberts's dad sold that land to market equities so Beth was pissed but then I guess Beth is still a majority shareholder in Schwartz and Meyer so she sold her something to market equities competitor in order to get that land back question mark whatever whatever she did really fucked you know the um, evil old lady over at market equities so that was great however the weak fucking link Jamie Dutton is gonna ruin it all he like comes into his office like so big and bad talking shit to the lawyer and the minute like a pretty lady pays him a compliment he's a big fucking dope and that's why we can't have nice things that's why Jamie is the worst I feel like when I said my recap last week like you can't trust Jamie he is the worst like I feel like he's so diabolical. Like at least Beth has her loyalties. She'll do everything, you know, unethically to stay true to the people that she loves. But like she knows where she stands. Jamie's just all over the place. And like he has no loyalties. Honestly, he has no scruples. Beth, though violent and wild, is a scrupled woman, I believe. Like she stands by her man. Like she stands by the vows of marriage. You want to hit on her man? You're going to get cracked with a beer bottle. It's just what's going to happen. Um... Not that I endorse that whatsoever. So it was a wonderful episode per usual. Oh, Casey and Monica, all very, very sad. And honestly, I really hope that Rainwater does not get usurped. I think he's a really good leader. And I'm liking that, like, there's the Dutton-Rainwater appreciation, you know, mutual respect. So John is going to have to step it up. Also, this content about, like, the 90s and the Wolves – I'm sure we're about to see them have done something like really terrible that's gonna come back to bite John in the butt as governor because like that's the kind of shit market equities does but all in all just another great day of saving the ranch and uh I think that's pretty much it okay you're good well good it's safe welcome back okay 
Thank you. Uh, how was your recap? Good. I think it was really good. I think I broke down some things that might have been a little confusing because I know they were confusing for me and talk about the highs and the lows. All right. You want to take your headphones off now? Yeah. Okay. So I started the new season of White Lotus. It's in Sicily, which, by the way, is really making me want to go to Sicily. It's like a really, really nice um, spot that they picked. And it's nice to have the gang back together. I'm so glad that Jennifer Coolidge is going to be like a mainstay in the show because she's really so fucking funny. And now that she brought her assistant, we have like a little extra, you know, a little drama for the young kids. Now, for me, the most interesting like group of people at the hotel is Megan Fahey, Theo James, Aubrey Plaza and her husband. Like... There's so many like intricacies of marriage there that I think are really interesting. And I don't know who we're supposed to like and who we're not supposed to like. I feel like we're supposed to hate Daphne and like the rich people like who were already rich, the blonde Megan Fahey. I feel like we're supposed to hate her and Theo James because like they're shallow and like cheat on each other and materialistic. But like uh, I fucking love them. And I think those other two, Aubrey Plaza, like I think they're fucking dreadful. Like they're so negative, so boring. Aubrey Plaza is like such a fucking storm cloud I don't know how anyone could be married to her so I don't know like who's we're supposed to like but I don't like Aubrey Plaza and also seeing Aubrey Plaza play like a really serious kind of buttoned up uptight woman is like really jarring for me and like it's taking some time to get adjusted to it now the two prostitutes who are running around the hotel are really fucking pissing me off like how are they still at the hotel like they stopped having sex with that guy like three days ago and he should just take them off his room reservation. Like every time he sees them, he gets anxiety because he doesn't want everyone to know he fucked the prostitutes. It's like, they're only in the fucking hotel because you put their names on your room. So take them off your motherfucking room because it's a hotel for guests only. So stop. Now, I don't also really know what's going on with the concierge Valentina. Like, is she in love with that other employee? Cause that employee said one nice thing to her. Like, girl, you can't think everyone's in love with you when they give you a compliment. Like she was just trying to like get you to calm down. So that's going to be awkward. Um, what else that family like the dad the grandpa and the son who are all traveling to like the grandpa's hometown like I kind of don't like them and I don't know who's gonna end up being like the subject of the murder I feel like it's gonna be the Theo James Megan Fahey Aubrey Plaza crew because like they're the most interesting in my opinion um I don't know I feel like Jennifer Coolidge definitely is not gonna get murdered because or not gonna be the murderer because I feel like she's just gonna be a mainstay in the show from now on like she's not really a part of that plot but maybe that'll be like a something they throw at us who else is staying at the hotel is that a I think so. Um, overall, it's just like a really good show. I'll never get over the fact that Ned Schneebly from School of Rock is a creator and producer of it. Um, and there is like a lot of unnecessary like sex and nudity, but it's so good. So like, I don't really care. Um, really fabulous show. Fabulous time. Fabulous people. Jackie, Jackie, Jackie. Look up from your phone. Jackie, look up from your phone. Yeah, there you go. Okay, I got her back. Good. Um, you didn't really miss anything. Honestly, nothing has really happened to White Lotus. It's just like a nice show with like, beautiful people you that's know? the show and then like everything happens at the end and we're just like at getting once. to know yeah. everyone it's really character development yeah um so that was a tv recap brought to you by two very different girls and i am going to be watching right white lotus i hope to rejoin you next week for the recaps i was hoping for this week but it just didn't happen for me this weekend there was just so much going on um, so that is our show. A nice long one for today's Monday episode. Reminder that there's only episodes Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week because Thursday and Friday we are off for Thanksgiving, the best holiday of the year. So I hope everyone's having, you know, a nice holiday kickoff to their holiday, getting their preparations done, putting up the tree, the garland, the menorah. Um, it's just a great time of year. So don't forget to acknowledge that space. And thanks for listening to The Toast. Acknowledge the space, you guys. I'll be doing Thanksgiving prep over on my Instagram. So make sure to follow me at Jackie Ashray because someone is popping off on reels. Someone. Someone. 
Reels people are Thank real so people. What can I say? And they, ain't that the truth? Thank you so much for listening to the Toast of the Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts on your podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Blogger, Radio, Wire, Podcasts, Podcasts, other places where visit podcasts, find us through the website. Everybody, how wickedly talented we are! Hope you guys have an amazing Monday. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.